The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. This is part three in our series called Reflections, A Journey of Love. The opportunity to impart and share a few of my insights and lessons with the prayer that they're valuable uh, to you in your life as well. And today is about the gift. What I feel to be the most exquisite uh, gift that transforms everything. That's what I'm about. It's been said that uh, we should accept that there'll be days when you're the pigeon and days when you're the statue. And I think that that's most especially true when it comes to human relations and interactions. They can get dicey, to be sure. Uh, they can be the greatest test of our consciousness. Because it's, it's, it's also been said it's easy to be enlightened when you're by yourself. Try it with others, you know, and we'll see how far you get. But, you know, in this regard, since the ministry is so much about people, it's, it's really immersion in people, it has been such a great opportunity and a great schoolroom for me. Uh, in my early years, as I was training to be a minister, and then in my early years as a minister, uh, I had so many powerful, wonderful talks with my predecessor and beloved mentor and friend, Dr. Fred Vogt. And we'd talk about... Uh, uh, effective ministry and church leadership and all that. So, and the Broncos and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I remember one time especially, I'll never forget, he said, here's the key. Just love them, Raj. Just love them. And he was saying that, yeah, it's one thing to hone our the, the skills of our craft, the speaking, the teaching, the leadership and such. But the greatest key for a minister's success and I think anybody's success, is the minister's heart. The minister's heart. Now that made an enormous impression upon me. Uh, and as I saw my skills struggle at first, but then continue to evolve, I think it, I made it and I evolved through all of the years because I always loved the people. I really did. And I love you. As, song said, I love, as Tom sang, I love you, I love you, I love you. I just keep saying that. And I love you. And uh, this is the greatest gift, gang. The gift that transforms everything is the heart. And the good news, you got one. And you've got that center. And it can empower your life. The thing for me was I did not fully understand the whole magnitude of the heart and my own heart's journey. That would unfold. Now, some interesting research has been done of late on the power and the gift of the heart. The findings are spectacular. Uh, first of all, science is beginning to understand that the heart is the most intelligent and powerful center. Not the brain, but the heart. Okay? The heart um, is, uh, uh, it, it, it governs our internal states. The heart uh, is precognizant. It knows things that are going to happen uh, as much as 20 seconds before they do, before the brain, before the rest of the body knows. But mostly what science is telling us is they're realizing that the heart is our connection to the unified field. That field we've talked about and taught for years and years as the divine intelligence in which we live, move, and have our being. And that the heart is our portal, not only to that unified field, but the heart is our portal to our divinity and to our connection with the one. And thus our higher creativity and our highest evolution really occurs within the heart. And how beautiful it is to understand that, 
This calls us then to the highest journey for any of us, and that is to truly become a heart-centered person. Or as the heart math folks put it, to be coherent, heart coherent. And you might say, well, that seems obvious and easy, but let me tell you, the predominance of humankind is anchored in a bandwidth of consciousness that is not love, but is mostly infused with and run by fear. And so there's where we get to go to work. Because perfect love casts out fear. We teach a lot around here that one of the major factors, if not the major factor, that determines the direction and the quality of our lives are our choices. Our choices are the factors that really determine so much. And it's fascinating how many influences we allow to impact our choices. Influences like the past. We let the past choose again and again without consciously intervening. It's sometimes we let the sterility and the limits of our intellect be what influence our choices. Or maybe it's other people's opinions or the experts out there. Uh, or the mass thinking, uh, the, the collective consciousness about things. Or maybe our fears, our emotional storms. It's no wonder that when we fall under the influence of these in our choice-making, that we find ourselves choosing in ways we're not ultimately happy with. And so what we get to do now is learn that there is an inner guru that we can sit before to make higher-level choices. And the guru for your choices is your heart. Sit at the feet of your heart. Today, my message is all about opting for the heart. As you choose your directions, as you choose your attitudes, as you choose your responses, I'm inviting you to opt for your heart. And of course, you've come to know me well, most of you, that those three letters in opt, (laughs) O-P-T, stand for something. They stand for opening your heart, plumbing your heart, and trusting your heart. It begins with opening your heart. You know, this is so powerful when we understand that the ego defends against love. You know, that part of us that conceives of ourselves as a separated self from God, from others, from good in our lives... The ego defends against love. Love is too intimidating. It's too threatening. And so the ego actually connives to push love away, or at least keep it very controlled. And it's when we discover that, that we can feel the urge of the Spirit within us, calling us to that epic feat of opening our hearts. Now let me tell you, this was one of the signal moments in my whole life. Now, I always had a sense of love of God, and I loved others as best I thought I could, a loving enough person, but I had not yet discovered the heart center. You see, the heart center, which in the Eastern world is called the heart chakra, is not just an organ in our bodies, but it's a vortex. It's an energetic, spiritual vortex in you and me. And I had not discovered that vortex fully. I, didn't, I hadn't discovered how I could open that. And, and be in direct communion with my divinity and with the intelligence of the universe. I had not learned that yet. And, and so I had a lot of fear in my life. And I got to my early 30s, as I've written about in my book and shared before, with a somewhat protected and enclosed heart. And, and this was sabotaging my relationships. And what it took for me to make this discovery I've been talking about for years is, was a wounding 
and a betrayal. And I write about it in depth. I'm not going to go into that. Uh, But that wounding and betrayal challenged me at depth. For a while, I blamed the other person. And we can do that. We can blame the situation, the the accident, the person, whatever happened in in the betrayal or the wound in our life. But there comes a time when we've got to go deeper. And I did. And finally, I realized that it really, that, that whole experience was a mirror showing me the condition of my heart. That it was time for me to take this leap I probably planned to take when I incarnated in this lifetime. And that was to open the heart that I might become more an avenue for God's work. And, and so then I stopped blaming the other person entirely once I realized that that was what it was really about. And I made it my business to find a way to get this heart open. And when I make it my business to do something, I get it done. And so I found a great teacher. His name was Brew Joy. I've got a picture of him for you here, a lovely man. Uh, He was a medical doctor, one of the most well-respected young medical doctors in our country uh, in his early life. Uh, He then had to deal with pancreatic cancer. And yet he found spiritual means to heal that. And he was so uh, uh, impressed by that and compelled by that that he let go of his medical practice and devoted the rest of his long life uh, to spiritual activation, to becoming one of the most powerful facilitators of transformation I've ever known uh, and many have ever known. And uh, he made it his specialty to do intensive trainings and seminars. And you go to the desert and work with him for two full weeks. And it was all about the heart chakra opening up that heart chakra as the center post of all the energy systems, the the center post between the upper chakras and the lower chakras. So important that our hearts be open. And um, so we did intense and deep work. And I'll never forget about two-thirds of the way through that, um, all of us, we'd been fasting and and, and, um, wandering in the desert, and we agreed to meet at sunrise on a hill, and we all came together, and the sun rose. And it was then that my heart flew open. And, and then I knew, by direct experience, the presence of God. Then I knew a love that was so much more than theory or more than virtue. I knew a love that's the energy, that's the cohesive force of this universe. I knew it. And I was, I was flooded with tears. I had, the rest of the time I was there, there was so much energy in me, I couldn't hardly sit or sleep. It was just flowing through me. And that moment showed me the potential we all have to be healers, to be great emissaries of something so powerful, to bring forth the kingdom of heaven on earth through the power of God's unconditional presence as love. And it totally recast my whole ministry, reshaped it. It, 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 it blessed everything in my life. And it, it's still a practice. You see, our society doesn't really want us to have open hearts. They want us to be puppets. But when you have an open heart you're marching to different orders. You've got a different authority in your life. And that's what you go with. And so it takes practice. Daily, I work at opening the heart. We teach it in the meditation and prayer retreats. There's an in-depth heart-opening process at at the conclusion of my book. Because it's what is so powerful and important. It begins with opening. Opening your precious, powerful heart center. And that's what this ministry, too, will continue uh, to carry forth, opening the heart. As we open the heart, then we have the privilege of plumbing the heart. Now, this isn't getting a bypass or something like that. This is delving into the depths and the richness that you gain access to through the heart. 
Again, you, you, it's your connection to the unified field, to all intelligence, to creative uh, power and passion in your life. Really, the heart becomes the fountain for wisdom and inspiration and creativity and compassion. More than anything, the heart acquaints us with our deepest purpose. If you want to find your deepest purpose, do heart work. Because your purpose is in your heart, not in your head so much. It's in your heart. And then as you access that, you also discover the heart equips you with the courage to take the steps you want to take to go forward. As I had my heart opened so fully and powerfully, I'll never forget the day when I was standing out in 1987 on the patio in front of the vote center, which was then our sanctuary, our only sanctuary, only building. And I turned around and there was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen whose energy was so compelling to me. I knew I had to meet her. And, uh, and that was my beloved Erica. And uh, it was the greatest moment, the greatest moment. And uh, after I figured out how I could uh, win her over um, in an ethical way as a minister... <laughs> About nine months after I met this beautiful lady, uh, we got married, and I adopted her sons. Her former husband had died several years earlier, and I adopted the boys. They're my sons now, and uh, I've got three incredible grandkids uh, from, the, from the oldest son and two from the youngest, and uh, we're just fully blessed. And you know, as I wind things up here in this position anyway, I wanted to give um, Erica a chance to share her heart with us too. Could you come on up, honey? Hey, precious. How are you doing? I'm good. You've got a mic, too. Just like Raz did. (laughs) Erica, I I want to publicly thank you because all of the going on 31 years of our marriage, you've been in support of me in the ministry. And uh, we've figured out how to stay even more connected um, despite the pressures in the schedule. And you've been just a champion and a such a support to me, as I tell you over and over. And I just want to thank you also, because I know that you've, you've been so giving to this congregation, uh, you know, 25 years as First Lady of the State, and uh, 15 years a practitioner, and your fabulous work as a pro in improv and a performer, you're a, such a light. Of course, you know I love you to the, to the depths of my being, but I know you love this place, too, and, and you're about heart, too. Thank you. I love you, too, baby. It's been an amazing, amazing run, and we're just getting started, mm-hmm. and I love you. It's the easiest thing I do. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I'm very, I feel very blessed. I feel that our path, too, has included so much heart. Right from the beginning, that's what I saw, was your Mm -hmm. wonderful heart, and we were connected there, and it has really guided us through all the the ups and downs and the bumps in the road and all of that that any any relationship, any marriage will will face. Um, It's that heart, and the heart reminds me always that we're on the same team, we're on the same side. So that when we face something like that, whether it's a difference of opinion or, or perspective, uh, that, that, that heart will, will guide us through that. And I'm, I've been so grateful for that. Yeah. We have definitely plumbed the riches of heart, for sure. Yes, we have. And it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. And, you know, 
um, I've sought to share with these beloved ones whom we love so much, our heart for Mile High going forward, but maybe you'd want to pipe in on that. Absolutely. I love this place. I love this congregation. I feel very uh, blessed to to have been surrounded by so many people, such as yourselves, for so many years. Um, Just the delightful people, the mix of people we've met, the, the gifts, the humor, the fun, the tenderness has just been incredible. The outpouring of love has just been so beautiful. And that also uh, extends then to facilities and the staff and the, the ministers. I just, I just love you all so much. And the teaching of this church, I, I just have to say, has been such a life changer for me. It literally saved my life. To learn the principles through the classes, through the Sunday services, to, it, it teaches me to keep it up front. It helps me know that I can weave these principles in my life every day so that when I face something that's difficult or uh, surprising, anything like that, then that gives me something to go back to. It's like, oh yes, this could actually be for my own good. And I can look at it more that way. It might take me a minute, but I get there and... Uh, so I, I encourage you to, to keep coming, take classes, join, yay, new members, and uh, be a full-fledged part of this beautiful community. I yeah. love you all. Yeah, you know, you are a person of great heart in your courage as well, because I remember the first time we asked you to do announcements when we used to do them verbally, and you were shaking like a leaf. Some of you remember that. And, and then your willingness when Alan Arkin said, you need to be doing improv, to dive in and lean into that with such heart and courage and perseverance. You're pretty yeah, awesome, yeah. baby. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's my wife. That's my wife. <laughs> thank you, baby. Thank you, baby. Thank you for allowing me to honor her because she's been so much a part of this walk opening your heart, plumbing your heart, and then trusting your heart. The heart calls you on a trust walk from time to time. It has me over and over and again. And yet when you know your heart, it's not fearsome. It's a privilege. And you know that something great's in the offing as you trust your heart. Um, trusting your heart, you go for it. You, don't, you stop living halfway. Oh, I tell you, when I, when I became senior minister here, I let go of a lot of stuff because I so loved this. I used to be, in my first 15 years in the ministry, highly involved in our movement. And I, uh, I was even chairman of the board of, for a while and every committee you could think of. But when I became senior minister, I let all that go. Nothing was more important than Mile High. My heart said, this is it. Do what we can do here and make that the good thing. And some people say, why did it take you so long to write your book? I said, because I've been busy. We've been doing stuff here. We've been building buildings and reaching out and creating great stuff. Uh, and, and I love that. And I want to take a moment to thank, even if some of them are not even in physical form, the pillars of this church, the founders of this church, as well as along the decades, those who have been here over and over, who didn't just receive from this church, but knew it's about giving back. And I want to thank you, solid, tried, and true bulletproofer members, I would think, um, who've been with us all along. Uh, you're such a gift, and you're the reason Mile High is so great. And you new members now get to step in with them and be the ones that sustain and empower this brilliant 
needed ministry in the world. And I also want to take a moment um, uh, to do justice to my heart. I want to thank some of the associate and assistant ministers, uh, some of them um, that I invited on team um, who've gone on. Some of them have left their physical bodies. They've moved on. Others are in other kinds of ministries in the world. I'm going to show you a picture of some of them here. Of course, my beloved Dr. Fred and his wife, Kathy Vogt. Beloved Dr. Marjorie Stone, Dr. Lloyd Barrett, Dr. Raz, Cynthia, Shannon, Norm, and Jay all came up through Mile High and, and went on and are doing great things with the exception of those first three there. And uh, they're doing great things beyond us. So I just want to thank them as well. You know, um, we've always been dreaming big around here, and we're going to keep doing that because we're listening to the heart. We're not listening to the voice of security and safety. We're leaning in. I've had to do that in my own uh, process here of late, uh, following that guidance. It's a trust walk. But, you know, we just keep dreaming, and we have been doing that. We, we've, we've expanded this site, we've, we've built the community center, then offices, then this building, and we've created an incredible online ministry, which is growing rapidly, and it's powerful. Oh, and I tell you what, I'm so proud and, and grateful. We have um, created here one of the most powerful youth ministries anywhere, not only in New Thought, but anywhere. And I want to ask Re- Reverend Barry to come on down. Because this guy, (laughs) this guy, let me, let me tell you, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Along with my gratitude for all of the ministers here at Mile High and our staff, whom I'll be acknowledging next Sunday, I want to, my heart needs to acknowledge you for the incredible work you've done to grow our ministry, to, to not only grow a great youth ministry during the week, but then we've got the two playgrounds now in place, the, the Children's Enrichment Center for ages two to five throughout the week, and the whole movement looks up to you with what you've done. So much so that it's my privilege to let you know that uh, we've, we've put in some applications on your behalf without you knowing it, and um, luckily the movement agrees that you are uh, more than worthy Uh, In fact, it's long overdue of receiving uh, the highest honor that we give our ministers, and that is to receive a Doctor of Divinity degree. So, uh, yeah, it's a great honor. For me, it hasn't really been work. It's just been fun. So uh, I just enjoy myself here. Um, I'm still going to think of myself as the announcement guy, basically. But uh, uh, I'm I'm so glad uh, we built this incredible container for our kids to grow in. And I want to thank you for your support. So, um, you know, I'm not really moved by this at all. But uh, (laughs) just another day for me. I want to thank all... I want to thank all of you because um, uh, as we have grown this youth ministry into this uh, epic, epic thing, I've felt so much support from all the people here, and uh, you're the reason that it works. So thank you, and I love you. Dr. Barry Ebert. (laughs) Get used to that, buddy. I love you, man.
Open your heart. Plumb the riches of your heart. Trust your heart. Life is so magnificent. I want to close um, with a letter that I wrote to my oldest son, Justin, uh, a little bit like a week before his marriage. Uh, And uh, it speaks of the heart and my invitation to us all. Dear Justin, remember when you were about nine years old and we played football outdoors when the weather was nice? It was great fun. We made up lots of routes, gave them each a name, and we'd run each one until we had it down perfectly. I remember how hard you'd work at it, never getting discouraged. But no matter how fancy we made the plays, our favorite one was the long and deep route. You just took off straight down the sideline as fast as you could run, and I'd launch the ball way out in front of you. And to catch this one, you had to pour everything you had into it and stretch as far as you could. After a while, you got so good at it, we'd run lots of plays, but they were just setting the stage for the super long ball. And we'd huddle, and I'd say, go long, Jess. And you'd smile, and your eyes would twinkle, and you seemed to love to pour everything you had into the challenge. On this, your wedding day, I want you to know how pleased I am for you and how proud I am of you. You're a wonderful person, you've become a fine man, and you have all the attributes to become an exceptional husband and father. At some level, these new roles may seem intimidating. If you even slightly feel this way, just remember the many powerful qualities you possess. Marriage is better than I thought it could ever be. There are so many joys, adventures, challenges, and precious memories. And I've found that love keeps deepening. It starts with romantic attraction, but extends way beyond that, if we let it. There's a heart and soul connection, and when this emerges, it's the greatest experience in life. It usually takes a lot of dedication and hard work to get there, though. And then there's fatherhood. Do I ever cherish it? You and Bobby are such blessings, and I love you forever. You've taught me so much and allowed me to be involved in your lives, and... This path requires a lot of energy too, but the rewards are phenomenal. So please don't forget that in the game of life, Justin, you are a winner. You've overcome and become so very much already. Just rely on the best you have in you, the way you used to run routes, especially the super long one, and everything will be great. So as you find yourself poised before all these incredible experiences, I'm huddling with you in my heart. And all I've got to say is, go long, Jess. Go long. And that's why I say to each of you, go long. Go long, dear hearts. Go long with heart. That's why I say to all of us, together, go long, mile high. Go long. Let's have a prayer. So we stretch forth giving it all we have to live our lives from the great center of all being, the heart. Breathe into your heart for a few moments. Let go of fears and stresses in your life. Let go of the past. Just breathe into the mighty power of divine love there in your heart. Let your heart relax. Permit it to warm you inspire you. Perhaps you're feeling a greater spaciousness as you break from the confines of fear. And as you abide in the heart, know the universe smiles. The prodigal child has come home to love. And we are there.
I give thanks for your heart center, your brilliant opening into God's love. I know and affirm that each divine being here is an avenue and an emissary, a conduit for love. I know this is your design and destiny, and I affirm that each one of us is finding our way to ever more fully live from the heart center, the power of our life, the greatest gift that transforms everything. And I affirm and know that we are all blessed, and as our hearts are open, the light shines brightly upon our paths. I affirm each and every one of us is guided, guarded, prospered, supported in all our ways as we move forward on the glorious journey of our soul evolution, knowing that every one of us is beautiful, loved, and blessed. I give thanks, O Infinite Spirit, love divine, for your healing energy right where each of us is in the heart. For this and more than words can say, I do give thanks, abundant gratitude. And together we declare, and so it is, and so I am, and so we are. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, text 720-230-1404 or visit us at milehighchurch.org.